Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Praise, praise the, the Lord. Lord, it's chat time again. Now, praise the Lord, it is chat time once again. Now, today we are going to discuss current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So, last week we were talking about bitterness in the heart, going through hard times. We gave a couple of examples of bitterness and um, a couple of examples about hard times in the Bible. The number one probably would be Job, you know, how he had to go through all the things he went through, losing his family, his crops, his cattle, his... His children. And, and, uh, you know, and then getting he, sick. Right, because when you say family, his servants, you know. And it seemed like it was back to back to back, seemed like it was all in one day. Oh, right. My goodness. But, it, I mean, I'm sure it was like over a few days... But he probably got sick all in one day, you right. know, and, and then he and had nobody to turn to other than the Lord because, Everybody you know, felt he had sinned. Right. I mean, it was just like, uh, he, he, he was just covered with sores from head to toe. Yeah, boils, and anybody who's had a boil, those are painful. Yeah, mm-hmm. to have just one. 
but to have a bunch of them. It's so much until he took a piece of clay from a pot and scraped his skin. And then he had no loyal friends, and his wife even he even encouraged him to just curse God and die. Right. They thought they were being helpful. They thought they were being loyal because they had never experienced a person who wasn't guilty, you know, receiving uh, that type of uh, uh, treatment. They just felt like there's just no way that he, even though they knew him, they probably felt we missed something in our friendship with him because God would not have done this to him except he had done something wrong. Now, you can read about it. But it it doesn't become sometimes, real to you right. unless it happens to your Yeah, and don't, don't, don't you think that sometimes people do the same thing? They feel like, I must have done something wrong. Just, 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 like, just like when Jesus, they said... Actually, I, I think I was brought up like that. Right. You know, to, you know I, I was brought up saying, well, you did something wrong. That's right. why you got that. Remember the man that was the Lord... Uh, he went to heal him. They said, well, who sinned? Mm-hmm. And the Lord said, he didn't sin, nor his parents. You know, it's just like, he, he didn't do anything. But a lot of people feel like if something happens to somebody, they must have done something wrong. I know somebody's got sores on, on you know, like wounds on their ankles. And, and they think that it's something they did. Maybe I should get a different pair of shoes. Maybe it's the shoes that I wear. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. You know, somebody told me, maybe it's the foods you eat. Maybe it's the, you know, mm-hmm. but it's really nothing you do. Right, sometimes. So sometimes. Sometimes right. it's just, just that way. But, um, you know, and I can't even imagine. I mean, put yourself in his shoes. One day, you, you're everything you're happy you've got all these children and they're married and you've got servants you've got cattle i mean they were adult children they weren't like little children right and you have respect within the community you sit at the gate you know and you know to basically help ju- uh, pronounce uh your wisdom give your wisdom and judging the people people respect you you give to the poor you know? I mean, we feel for people who are in tornadoes or disasters, and then you give money, you know, to send them food or clothing or whatever. I mean, because that's pretty much what he did. He lost, he lost, his home was destroyed. His children uh, were killed. Right. He, he lost all of his cattle, not just cattle. I'm sure he had, like, horses. and All his livestock, right. And in servants, he lost human lives. And then, and then all of a sudden, you become sick, and there you lie, you know. And then then you call for your service, and they pretend they don't hear you or see you. Your friends come, and 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 and, and they so shocked they can't say anything for seven days. They sit there with you like, my goodness. And then your wife says, "Oh yeah, you did something. You curse God and die." The person closest to you. Mm -hmm. Now all the days that we've been together. Can you imagine?
And but finally he had to speak up, even though they were his elders, and he had to tell them, you know. It's like the Lord is God, regardless of how we see things, regardless of how things are going, God is still God. Even if a person feels like the Lord could have done this, should have done this, they're irritated with the Lord, they're angry with God, when they get through, he's still God. Right, and then he, he could have been angry. You know, you probably have trouble identifying with that, but if you're, if you're sick or you're going through a loss or you're going through a trial or a test or a tribulation or a temptation. And you're wondering, why did God do this to me? Mm-hmm. Not once did Job ever question uh, God's goodness. No. He didn't question God's goodness, and we shouldn't either. No matter what we go through, he's right. still good. Even though we go through all this, it's as a result of sin in the world right. that, that causes sickness right. or disease. Or... Yeah, I told somebody that one time. I said, you just don't take into account sin. You know, they just blamed everything on God. And, and Job says, God might kill me, but I have no other hope. Right. I have no other hope. And, and I find myself telling the Lord, I have no hope but you. And, and, and that's for anybody. Anybody mm-hmm. who's not saved. Anybody who's sick. Anybody who's going through tests and trials. There is no hope but the Lord. Right. There's nothing. You know? And you can, you can go. I, I love that scripture where he's, I think it's in Isaiah. He says, come and reason with me. Mm-hmm. You come and talk it over with me. And that's pretty much what Job was saying. You know, I'm going to argue my case with the Lord. I'm going to go to him and I'm going to talk to him about it, you know. Right. And, you know, it takes, you know, something because sometimes people accuse you of things and they are so certain about what they're accusing you of and they are so bitter until you might question yourself and say, did I do that? But Job said, no, I didn't sin. They were so adamant that he had to have done something wrong that he could have questioned himself. But he said, no, I didn't. It's like no matter what they said, that was one thing he didn't have to waver on. Just like if somebody might accuse you of not loving the Lord. You don't have to question within yourself. You know that you love God. Mm-hmm. Say, well, I know that I love him. So it doesn't matter what you're saying. You don't waver in it. And if a person thinks like, I'm, I, I, you know, when people talk about people not being sane, I said, the definition of sanity is this. If you love the Lord and you reverence God, you search within yourself and say, no, Lord, I love you and your will be done in my life, I surrender myself to you. That is the definition of sanity. Anything outside of that, you're in, on your own. There is no way you can claim to have a sound mind without God. And if you know you love him, then you know your mind is sound. And I've gone through some tests and trials already. And I've already told the Lord, talking to him, and I told the Lord, if you can't do this, then nobody can. That's right. If you can't do this, then, I'm, then there's no hope for me. If, if you don't answer my prayer, then there, th- what have I got to live for? There's nothing. I have nothing. If, if I can't go to you and, and plead my case with you and and get my help from you, then, then there's no hope, you know? And, I, and I, I do that a lot, you know, when I feel, when I go through some hard times and I feel like, and I'm not taking, I'm not making light of anybody's 
uh, situation or hard times that they're going through. But this is a perfect opportunity for, for anyone who's going through to turn to the Lord and mm-hmm. to ask God to help them. Right. This, I mean. And that makes you sing. When you realize, Lord, I need you. That means you have come to your senses. I'm telling you. Yeah, I, and I do. I tell him, I, I sure need you. I need, I need help. I need, I'm saying that all the time. Right. I need help. I can't do this by myself. Right. I don't know how to do this by myself. And I don't know anybody that can help me. What, what can anybody do for me? Sympathize? Yeah, right. They Empathy? Can, right. If you anything, know, what can they do for me? If anything, Nothing. Right. Except to go to the Lord and pray for an individual. To go to God and intercede for someone because ultimately what they're saying is the Lord has to help us. We have to trust him through whatever situation, whatever hard time, whatever whatever it is that we're going through. We have to trust him and trust that he's going to take care of us and that you know, you depend on him and he's going to take care of you just like your folks took care of you when you were, you know, a little baby. Mhm. I don't, you know, when you were growing up, just like they clothed you and gave you food and shelter, Mm -hmm. he's going to take care of you just that way. Right. He's not going to let you down. Right. The Lord said he doesn't trick you. Another one who who really went through hard times was Paul. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was persecuted. He was stoned, hoping that they would kill him <laughs> you know when he was stoned he was in put in prison i don't know how many times yeah they were hoping that they would kill him but the lord said nope not so you gotta go to rome All right david went through hard times mm. and some of the hard times he went through were as a result of his own doing and i think that's why i admire king david a lot because he he did sin and he made some wrong decisions and uh, he acknowledged he, he um, suffered consequences as a result of his. I mean, one was uh, with uh, Bathsheba, one was with uh, his son Absalom, and another one was with numbering the people. And um, you know, he did a lot, and then it, it, he misread uh, the character of. Jonathan's son, and he trusted Jonathan's servant, who was a snake, <laughs> basically. So I mean, because David I mean, he was more human to me. You know, when you read the Bible, he mm-hmm. he was more like we would be. Mm-hmm. You know, you can identify with him. But the the key with David, you know, and I always wondered why why did the Lord say that he was a man after his own after God's own heart? You know, but he. When he, when he was told or when he recognized that he did wrong, mm-hmm. right away he repented. And went to the Lord. And he, you know, whether it was fasting, whether it was repenting, whether it was getting on his knees and praying, whether whatever it was, he turned his heart to the Lord. I mean, what is it, Psalm, is it Psalm 51 that David wrote and he said create in me a clean heart mm-hmm. you know right don't take the holy spirit from me just you know help me mm-hmm. please help me right and the lord liked that the right lord appreciated that right jacob went through hard times you know and they asked jacob he said i'm a, a man 
a man of, like, in my years, in the few years I've been here, all I've known is suffering. <laughs> Jacob, sometimes you read the Bible, and I would just burst out laughing because I could just picture him when he was answering, you know, and, uh, that sense of, of humor, that, that sarcasm that he had, you know. But he went through something. Look how he had to work for his wives, you know. Just, and look how they cheated him out of his wages. Some people get cheated out of their money, and they be ready to kill somebody. He, and not just one time. I think he said Laban did it to him, I think, seven times. You know? mm. People go, they actually go yeah, through. Yeah, that was hard. You know, yeah. he wanted, he didn't, he got tricked <laughs> into marrying somebody, some, that, somebody that he didn't really want to marry. And then, and then he had to work seven years extra for the net for the one for the one the that, he, that, that he, he wanted. Really wanted but you know how look how god is but he ended up with the one that he first didn't want that's the one he wanted to be buried by yeah he he grew to appreciate her afterwards he grew to really appreciate her yeah he did mm-hmm. but you know there the bible is filled with people who have gone through who has to yeah they they, they made a stand and and they didn't turn back. Look at and, look and at Ruth. Boy, she was oh, a strong young lady. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in character and physically. And the Lord <laughs> blessed her with Obit. Yeah. 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 There, there were a lot of people. But I, I know it's hard to identify with them. Mm-hmm. But, but I know it is. But look at Moses dealing with a bunch of hard-headed, knuckle-headed people. A mixed multitude, and then the one he that's, got angry. Yeah, yeah, but he got you know, angry they, to the point where he just didn't listen to the Lord. He did the opposite of what God told him, and right. then he couldn't go into the promised land. Right, and the Lord still loved him. He said if Moses was here, only Moses that's would save the himself. Key. The Lord is always going to love you, right? No matter what you do, God's always going to love you. And the you. only time God will reject an, an individual is, is if the individual rejects Him. And, and he hears you. He hears your cry. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I was just thinking how one of the keys, you know, there's a lot of uh, keys, mm-hmm. a lot of scriptures in the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, tips and uh, things that you should do mm-hmm. to help you when you're going through hard right. times. Yeah. You know, like uh, Philippians Think on these things, things that are pure, things that are holy, things right. that are good of report. Yeah. Think on these things, you know, so right. that it takes your mind off of what you're going through so you can think about God's goodness. What has he done for and you? And the advantage of that is when you start to think on those things, God starts to deal with you spiritually about things that actually matter. He starts to reveal to you spiritual things that actually matter. But what I've come to learn in I hate to admit this, but it's true. You know, I, the the biggest and the most important thing that a person can do in the middle of all of their tests and trials and tribulations and sicknesses and diseases and hardships and, and you know, is to thank him. Right. The, you give him the praise. That's how you defeat you the enemy. You just thank him. Thank you that you woke me up this morning. Thank you that I'm able to do what I'm able to do. Right. Thank you that you hear my prayer. Thank you that you love me. Right. Thank you for taking care of me. Thank you for supplying my needs. 
things aren't perfect. Things aren't like what I would like them to be. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's what your plan is. But I thank you. Right. You know what my heart is like. You know what I feel. You know and what you I know desire. know that I'm thanking you. Okay. You know? And, and I have to say, I, I do thank him. But I, I have to remind myself because sometimes... You, you look Sad at the pro- to you, say, you look I, at the problem, and then you have to. I know you get have, you get overwhelmed by right. the problem, and then when you feel that, then you have to shake yourself and say, "No, Lord, I want to hide in you. I want my thoughts to rest in you. I I want to think on you." No, and my then, my and, life didn't turn out like I thought it would turn out, but I thank you that I do have a life. <laughs> I thank right. you that you've taken care of me. And as you start to concentrate on the Lord, He starts to elevate you spiritually. And next thing you know, you get in revelation. It, uh, and, and insights into his word and that's what's important and God begins to reveal to you and to unravel prophecies because those are the things that matter and you could be in a political uh, turmoil look at Elijah having to run from Jezebel you know having to deal with Ahab because of people making political decisions you know to destroy all the prophets of the Lord you find these type of yourself in these type of situations and you have to turn to the Lord. People have hardships. The, the people who followed after the Lord, they had to stand up for their faith because the enemy was there. Look at how Saul killed the high priest because the high priest gave David shoe bread and the sword of Goliath. And what happened? Saul killed the high priest. And, and the, he told the people in his own army to fall upon the priest and kill him. And the people said, no, no. Even the soldiers, they, they Paul might have been king, but they said, we can't, we can't do it. And who did it? An Edomite fell upon them and killed them. Now, I wouldn't want to be him when his day, when his time had to come. So, you know, people in the Bible from, from Genesis through Revelation, they go through something. And the difference between the believer and the non-believer, the believer sees that God loves them, God loves us, and that there's a purpose, there's a reason, and not only this, he's not going to leave our soul in hell. I have this uh, on my refrigerator. I typed up this on a piece of paper Mm -hmm. that no matter how impossible the situation is, Mm -hmm. or no matter how impossible, whatever the family situation is, God has a plan. Right. And I put that on my refrigerator on the side and on the front. And when I walk from the front room into the kitchen, I, I, I touch that. And I say, I thank you, Lord, that you have a plan for the impossible situations in my life. I thank you for the plan that you have for me. Right. I thank you for the plan that you have for my family. I thank you for the plan for my health. I thank you for the plan that you have for mm-hmm. me. And I've had that on there for a long time. Well, and because the enemy's busy. Like the Lord said, every fool will be meddling. The enemy is constant. So our faith and trust in the Lord is constant. Now, God didn't promise that he would always remove the hard times. No, he'll take us through them. He promised in Psalm 23 that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, thou art. He's going to take your hand, right. and he's going to walk through the valley with you. Right. He's going to take you through. 
And, and you know, people have this thing. God could have removed it. God could have done. God could have done a lot of things, but it was not His will. There's a reason why. You know, if we go through all the things that God has created in this earth that represents something spiritual, I mean, we should just go through the body parts. And I can just tell you, our anatomy, our physical anatomy, the way we are created and made, reflects something spiritual. Trees, nature, the rocks, the, the very soil that we grow our food out of, it represents something. Now, a solution for bitterness, to, to pull out bitterness out of your heart, that's, you know, it, it's probably the same thing for going through your tests and your trials and hardships and losses and, and everything is to pray. Mm -hmm. Ask God to take it out of your heart. Ask God to take you through. Ask God to help you. Right. Read the Bible every day. Um, Do you think that maybe sometimes people are bitter because they feel like there's something that could have been done. There's something that should be done. Not the fact that God is able, but like they feel like they've been cheated out of their opportunity to have something done. I don't know what you mean. It's like, it's like they're bitter because they feel like they, they've been shortchanged. It could be. I mean, but life is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I mean, I, I'm sure. So, so if, they, if, they, if you let go of how you think you should have been, how the situation should have been dealt with, and let go of how you think it should be, and say, Lord, not my will, but, your, but will. your will be done. And then repent. If there's anything in your heart, just ask the Lord to, for, you know, to forgive you and then forgive other people. Mm-hmm. If you have been hurt by other people, if mm-hmm. you've been Which hurt. I'm pretty sure you have. And then, you know, learn to accept, and that's hard. And, and accept with the... With God's his, will. God's will, that, but that, whatever his will is, it's going to make you more than victorious, even if it doesn't seem like it. Right. So that just about takes care of our program for this week. Yes, praise the Lord and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Since we are still talking about hard times, remember what the book of Isaiah said in Isaiah 46 and 4. Even to your old age, I am he. And even to whore hairs will I carry you. I have made and I will bear even I will carry and will deliver you. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's Food for Thought was, what is fear of the Lord? And the answer is a fountain of life. And that can be found in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 27, which reads, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. This week's food for thought is, what is understanding? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.